0: You were the one who said, go try it. You said the words, I know you can. And when I felt like I had blown it, you helped me try again. Today we celebrate mothers. Now, here's how we're going to do it. Would every person who had a mother raise their hand? (laughs) We ought to praise God for mothers, right? That's for sure. We thank God for mothers. I went to the dictionary and I was looking up the meaning of the word mother. It actually has a lot of meanings. A female parent, a woman in authority, the superior of a religious community of women, an old or elderly woman, source or origin such as necessity is the mother of invention, maternal tenderness or affection, of relating to or being a mother, bearing the relation of a mother, derived from or as if from one's mother, acting as or providing parental stock used without reference to gender. Now this one threw me off. I've never heard of this definition of a mother. A slimy membrane composed of yeast and bacterial cells that develops on the surface of alcoholic liquids undergoing fermentation and is added to wine or cider to produce vinegar, also called mother of vinegar. So, you know, if your loving child embraces you, mother, and calls you a slimy membrane, take it positively. There is a mother cell, that's a cell that gives rise to unusual cells or different cells. And of course, there's Mother Goose, the legendary author of a collection of nursery rhymes published in London in the late 1700s. And there's Mother Hubbard, there's Motherland, and there's Mother Tongue. Mothers, what an incredible task it is to be a mother. I want to read a poem to you called, The Greatest Battle That Ever Was Fought. Joaquin Miller. The greatest battle that ever was fought, shall I tell you where and when? On the maps of the world you will find it not. It was fought by the mothers of men. Not with cannon or battle shot, with sword or nobler pen, not with eloquent word or thought from the wonderful minds of men, but deep in a walled-up woman's heart, a woman that would not yield, but bravely and patiently bore her part. Lo, there is the battlefield. No marshaling troops, no bivouac song, no banner to gleam and wave, But oh, these battles, they last so long, from babyhood to the grave. But faithful still, as a bridge of stars, she fights in her walled-up town, fights on and on in the endless wars, then silent unseen goes down. Ho, ye with banners and battle shot, with soldiers to shout and praise, I tell you, the kingliest victories fought are fought, in these silent ways. It's not easy being a mother. It's not easy being a human being. And so we will combine these two concepts together as we study through Psalm 103. Please turn there in your Bibles, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. When we walk in this world, we must understand this is not the world God made for us. He created a perfect environment known as the Garden of Eden. God did not expect you to have to live the life that you live in the in the mess that is here. We were designed to live without pain. We were designed to live without death. We were designed to live for eternity. But alas, we don't. Sin is here and sin has ruined everything. Consequently, there are dark times. There are difficult stretches in life. We praise God for the mountain tops. We praise God when we can get up in the high areas and breathe celestial air, but life is not always there. Life journeys down through the dark valleys and difficult times. And here we're told that if we will make this a process of our thinking, and especially mothers, as you battle within your hearts, bless the Lord. O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Let that be the first course, the first turn, the first expression when we are down in the dark times of life. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. We are to remember what God has done for us, and God has done much for us, each one of us. With a little reflection, we could begin to create quite a list. I was told a number of years ago that if somebody is really discouraged, just tell them to think of five things they are thankful for, just five. And generally what happens is by the time they get to five, they remember six, and they remember seven, and they remember eight and they discover there are many, many things to be grateful for, many things to be thankful for. Do not forget God's benefits. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Here we have a beautiful picture of God who forgives all our iniquities. I don't know about you, but in my life, That is huge. I don't know if if it's because I'm a bigger sinner than other people, but the fact that God knows what I have done, who I am, and what I'm capable of doing, yet He still loves me and He has forgiven me, folks, that is big. That is big. Who heals all your diseases, it is true, some languish on the deathbed and ultimately expire. And it may be that the Lord is just saying, you fought long enough. Why don't you sleep in my son Jesus, and I will raise you to new life, and there will be no more afflictions. There will be no more sorrow or pain. God is in the healing business. We read this, verse 4 who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. God is working in our lives to redeem us from destruction. God is working in our children's lives to redeem them from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. God wants us to live in that thought process. He wants us to live there in our minds that God is crowning us with loving kindness and tender mercies. It goes on, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I'm aging. How about you? How many of you really, really like getting older? If you're 12, you don't qualify. But I have noticed getting older is not all it's cracked up to be. Now I'm, I like it mentally, I really do, because I've noticed as I get older I'm kind of settling in with who I am and really I don't care what you think anymore. That's kind of cool, that's liberating, that's freedom. Though I'm reminded from my family every now and then I need to care a little bit what they think about me or what I say and what I do. But getting old, it's not easy. But here we are told that God satisfies our mouth with good things and He renews us like eagles. During the difficult times of life, it is waiting on us. It is heavy on us. When we're delivered from them, we feel young again. We feel renewed. We feel light in spirit and light in heart. We want to dance and we want to express ourselves with joy. But notice this, who satisfies your mouth with good things. I read years ago that the human mind cannot tell who says things. Oh, it can identify by voice and that type of stuff, but here's what I'm talking about specifically. If I'm standing with people who are praising God, who are talking strength, who are encouraging one another in the Lord, that has a powerful effect on my mind. If I'm with people who are down on life, down on God, down on everything, they're negative to the core, that has an effect upon my mind. Now, if I speak, my mind cannot distinguish between hearing from someone else or hearing from me. So if I talk down, if I talk negative, if I talk bad, my mind is assuming it's, that's what's the reality. So I have learned, as many others have, that the mind is affected by what we say. God is saying, I will satisfy your mouth with good things. It is extremely important as we journey through life, when we get into the dark times, that we do not allow our mouth to take us down farther than we really are. Talk hope, talk praise, talk strength, talk God and you will find yourself stronger. You will find yourself with hope. Verse 6, the Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. How many prayers have mothers prayed for their children, that good things would come their way, that justice would come their way. How many mothers have prayed for their children who are now in the work environment and things aren't going well because someone is lying about their child? How many mothers have prayed for the child that's in school and there's a bully there and all those things? Look, We could make a beautiful, beautiful book of stories just from the mothers in this church who could talk about deliverances that came to their children as they prayed for God to be just on their behalf. God does deliver. God does help. And he brings justice for the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Listen, when we're in life and we are down, and we are discouraged, and we are hurting, and all we see is doubt and fear and darkness, grab this book. God spoke to Moses, and Moses has spoken to us in this book. And it may be that you've wandered so far from actively being engaged in the Word of God, you don't even know where to begin. You think to yourself, I'm so far from God, I don't even know where to begin. Open it start reading. If you don't like what you're reading, turn the page. You will find something and you will find God. And in so doing, you will find hope and you will find meaning. You will find strength. And for those mothers who are battling within their hearts, you will find victory. The Word of God is powerful. We go on. It says, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. God, merciful and gracious. How big is God? He inhabits the universe, He can't be any bigger. And He is merciful and gracious. It is not saying He has mercy. It is not saying He has grace. He is merciful and gracious. God is slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He's abounding in mercy. How is the description of God when it comes to mercy? He is abounding in mercy. Have you ever ever been so grateful that God is slow to anger? Have you ever felt like you might have taken him to his last nerve? That maybe you're whining and complaining and on and on and on, and eventually you feel like God's going to say, that's it, I'm done with you. Well, I've got good news for you. God is slow to anger. God is slow to anger. He will not always strive with us, nor will He keep His anger forever. God does have anger, and He will express His sorrow, and He will discipline us from time to time. But it's for a season, and it's for a reason, and it's always tempered according to His law. Verse 10, He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. I have three expressions. Amen, amen, amen. I am so grateful that God has not dealt with me according to my sins. I'm so grateful He has not punished me according to my iniquities. God does not do that. He goes on to say, for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him those who seek to walk with God, those who want to be on His side in life, God is saying here that as high as the heavens are is His mercy toward them. How high are the heavens? How high is His mercy? As far as the east is from the west, so far He has removed our transgressions from us. Praise God. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Do you think God understands the struggles of humanity? Yes. Do you think God knows what it's like when you're so tired you can't take another step? Yes. Do you know… do you think God knows what it's like, mothers, to be so tired You can hardly stand it, to be so scared for your children you can't sleep, to be so wrought up with anxiety over what may happen. God knows all that. He doesn't condemn us for that. He knows we're but dust. And His mercy is as high as the heavens. We cannot wear Him out with our concerns he is thrilled to have us speak to him. We goes on. It says, as for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. Man comes, man lives, man goes, man's forgotten. But, verse 17, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. How Long is that. And it's on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. To such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. Now we read on that the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Five words can change our lives. God has everything under control. Say that with me. God has everything under control. Again, God has everything under control. His kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. The greatest battle that ever was fought. Shall I tell you where and when? On the maps of the world you will find it not. It was fought by the mothers of men. Deep in a walled-up woman's heart, a woman that would not yield, but bravely and patiently bore her part, lo, there is the battlefield.